Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You're listening to the best of Morning Drive with Dietrich and White. An on-demand audio presentation of RedPeachSports.com and ESPN977.com. Now here's today's show. Louisiana. What up? How goes Aaron and Jake hanging out here in the Caldwell Banker Group One Realty Studio in West Monroe on this. Can it only be Wednesday? Is that possible? Yeah, I was going to say it's kind of flying by. Really? (laughs) (laughs) Plenty to discuss over the uh, next two hours. You can join the conversation on the Stuart Shelby State Farm hotline slash text line 888-993-7762. Go to stuartshelby.com for a free quote. We are pretty guest-heavy today, but we will always find time to answer your texts, your questions, and, of course, read your comments. We're going to call this Random Question Thursday. We're going to bump it up a day. You, you don't like it having on Thursday. You think we, we have plenty on Thursday anyway? Yeah, Wednesday is always, you know, it's just the middle of the week. Okay. It's, it's usually tougher. To so we have officially designated this now as Random Question Thursday. So hit us up with anything you got, 888-993-7762. Why can't it just be Random Question Wednesday? What did I say? You said we're going to dub this as Random Question Thursday. Oh, You can't have Random Question Thursday on Wednesday. I misspoke. Random Question Wednesday. There you go. Because on Thursday we have Top 10 Thursday. There it is. He's <laughs> this learning. is a lot to keep straight. Dude. It's not It's not that tough. Uh, we got some major headlines on this Wednesday morning. Mr. Jake Martin, where would you like to start? Whew. Um, let's start with Alex Smith. Okay. I think that's the biggest story. So uh, a little backstory here and just a little information up in uh, Minneapolis. So uh, last night was uh, the big media party. So they had all the media schmoes up there, you know, and the company's dime, looking forward to having a little time to cut loose. Uh, and then unfortunately for a lot of them, uh, this story breaks last night right before they were going to go or they were in the midst of the media party. Yeah. Bad. So the Redskins acquire Alex Smith from the Chiefs. And in return, the Chiefs get Kendall Fuller and a third rounder. Uh, Adam Schefter uh, reported that the Chiefs viewed Fuller as a bona fide superstar. Mm. So they feel like they got uh, something good for for Alex Smith. And for those of you who remember, the Chiefs did select Patrick Mahomes uh, last year. And, uh, you know, after a year of of learning from Alex Smith, I think – I guess uh, Andy Reid believes he's ready to take over the franchise. But a right, couple different uh, layers of this. First of all, just Alex Smith leaving uh, Kansas City for Washington. You mentioned the impact now that I'll have with the, the Chiefs. Also, we're looking at uh, Alex Smith. We we're trying to rank quarterbacks. Uh, you're looking at a 33-year-old. He's going to now get a, a nice chunk of change. Is he that old? 33. Oh. He's going to get a nice chunk of change. But really, I think the biggest story – coming out of this is Kirk Cousins. What what now happens to him? And obviously the, the Redskins are moving on from him getting Alex Smith. So where is his where is he going to land? And you start thinking about NFL teams that need a quarterback and teams like, you know, Denver, uh, the New York Jets, Cleveland, Buffalo, teams like that um, you know, come up and you start to try to think of well who who would who's most likely to land him. I'm going to pitch the Cleveland Browns, Aaron. They have $102 million in cap space. And you're shaking your head at me. I understand that Kirk Cousins wants to go to a place where he can win. He can win, yes. Be competitive. The team was 0-16 last year. I get it. But they didn't have a quarterback. And I think Kirk Cousins immediately makes them better, yes. And, And two, they have the number one pick and the number four pick, correct? You don't have to spend that on a quarterback if you get Kirk Cousins, if you pay him a handsome sum. Therefore, you could get two of the best players in the draft to go along with Kirk Cousins. I'm not saying you're going to immediately become a contender, but you're going to be way, way, way better than you were a year ago. All right. uh, I read you this lead earlier this morning in our pre-show meeting that is so uh, in-depth. 
Right. Uh, says after a three-year audition, basically a jail term in Washington, Kirk Cousins is finally ready for a taste of freedom. Huh. The guy made $40 million via the franchise tag. But now, of course, with money in the bank, he's got an opportunity now to explore his options. I mean, Denver would be the best landing spot for him. Ben's with me. Kirk Cousins to Josh Gordon. I'm ready. Yeah, there you go. Others, you mentioned that the Jets, maybe perhaps uh, Arizona, no, on Cleveland. Uh, Buffalo? <laughs> don't just dismiss Cleveland. We don't know what's going to take place in Minnesota with the situation with the three quarterbacks also. Yeah. And then uh, Jacksonville. What are they going to do with Blake Bortles and the $20 million? Mm. The, the question on all of our minds. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's interesting to, 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 to watch that and see what happens. Pretty cool to have a blockbuster trade like this, this yeah. uh, the week of the Super Bowl. I mean, just to have a blockbuster trade, period, in the NFL, pretty good. Yeah, it is. It is. I don't know. You call this a blockbuster, though? It's a it's a big trade. But well, just because of the domino effects, and then also, then you look at the you know the co- the contract that he's getting. Uh, it's unofficial yet, but it's going to be a four year extension with the Redskins, averaging somewhere around twenty three and a half million per year, or seventy one million of that in guaranteed money. Now you look at the domino effect, what that'll have on Garoppolo yeah. in San Francisco. Oh, how about Drew Brees? Does this uh, raise <laughs> the price a little bit now for Drew Brees? Well, um, I, I, believe, I thought we were going to get that hometown discount yeah. that you kept preaching. I believe uh, Alex Smith's uh, agent is the same agent that represents Drew Brees, mm. too. Mm. There you go. Will Brees accept less than uh, the $23.5 million? Uh, hopefully. Anthony Monroe says, I'm with you, Jake. He already said he'd go to Cleveland. I, it's one thing to say it, and there's another thing to hop on that plane. Dude, I'm telling you, if I, I don't know how much faith you have in the, in the front office. You shouldn't have much. But, Cleveland? But, but <laughs> you still have two top picks in the uh, in the top four. I mean, you get you, you solve your quarterback issues with Kirk Cousins, and then, you know, you, you get those two top picks. I think that could. I can't believe you're making the sales pitch along with a couple of these uh, listeners for Cleveland. Dude, what have y'all been drinking this morning? We've been listening to Joe Thomas too much. Yes. <laughs> he makes some good points, though. <laughs> uh, that was the huge news. Uh, preparations continue for the Super Bowl. I guess uh, Gronk still in concussion protocol. Yeah. Hoping to be out of it soon. Uh, should that be concern for uh, Patriot fans? Well, yes, but I, I think you, you have a gut feeling that he's going to play, right? I mean, it's the Super Bowl. I know how protective we are of this issue or how we act like we are, but when it comes down to the Super Bowl, I think uh, all, all bets are off, right? I mean, I think we're, we're, we're pretty sure that Gronk's going to be out there. The thing I found most fascinating besides the big trade yesterday in the NFL that I understand Philadelphia cops have come up with a new game plan. Oh. The Crisco cops but they're not giving it up on how to keep the people off the uh, polls if uh, Philadelphia <laughs> is able to win. Well, they should they should have a game plan, yes. Oh, so you like their chances then, you're saying? No. <laughs> no, I like that they have a game plan, but uh, good luck in Philadelphia. Uh, by the way, uh, 30th anniversary of Doug Williams' historic uh, MVP performance. Noteworthy indeed. Mm, absolutely. Um, real quick, while we're on the NFL, did you get a chance to, to watch any of the – the media shenanigans from from this week. I did not. Well, I gotta I gotta bring up Katie Nolan. Uh, I'm a big fan of Katie Nolan. She's she she does a great job. Uh, she I thought she had the best bit I saw, where she went around to bit bit. It was a bit. She would, it really was a bit. She went around to uh, NFL players and uh, essentially she she opened the segment by saying she's not supposed to ask about prop bets. Or anything like that. She said, so there's no way I'm going to ask about that. So she would go to each, uh, uh, all these NFL players and say, you know, like like Jalen Mills, for instance, she asked about, um, you know, Tom Brady and um, and how, how they're going to stop him. And then she transitioned that into, what color Gatorade do you think y'all pour on the coach if y'all win? So she was just asking all these prop bet questions. And uh, the way she led into it with uh, real football questions and the transition into the prop bet questions I thought was hilarious, and uh, the, the players' reactions uh, made the segment uh, pretty good. I, I encourage you to go watch it if you missed it. Other headlines on this uh, Wednesday morning. First of all, you didn't give that any love. Like you just, Sorry. I you just skimmed right over it. I was getting a text here. Uh, I understand that Drew Brees is going to be on the Ellen Show, and uh, I'm trying to get it worded how they're – 
this is this is big. The way the way uh, the Allen Show presented uh, Drew Brees appearing on it, like uh, he was going to officially announce a new contract with the Saints. So I I got to get the language right. That's what I was working. I'm like uh, Adam Schefter over here. I'm working, oh, I see. I'm working other things, man. Oh, I see. Sorry. Okay. I didn't realize. I was, I, speaking of Mr. Big Shot, I got to bring this up. Uh, you you got one of my my, my top five uh, yeah, man crushes. Yeah. <laughs> Will Wade followed Aaron yeah, Dietrich last yeah. night. Yeah. I'm like, where's the love, Will? You know, I'm the one who supports you on the show. <laughs> But uh, obviously, I think he was interested in the player you saw last night. Yeah, I went over and uh, went to Beekman Charter and watched uh, Ravel versus uh, Beekman Charter. Not much of a game as expected. Uh, Ravel wins that ninety-five to thirty. I think it was forty-two to eight after the first quarter. Yikes! Uh, Malik Wilson and the Hornets. Uh, first time I've had a chance to actually see him in person this year since I was on vacation during the Red and other events. Yeah, you missed uh, a lot. I know. I, I feel like I'm deprived. Uh, that team is. <laughs> Welcome to the party, Eric. Yeah. Well, you know, I've been to the party for, what, uh, two, three years while others are just getting on board, so I don't feel bad. Where was everybody else at the state championship game last year when they gave Madison Prep all they could have? Yeah, true. All right. So, anyway, Ravel. Uh, there's so many things to say about that Well, team. you got to see a dunk show. A dunk show, a three-point show, uh, so unselfish passing the ball around the perimeter, looking for the, you know, everybody says, oh, they like to share the ball. Now this team really does. Mm-hmm. They really do. I mean, yeah. they they have several guys who can just go off any yeah. night, and that's why they share it. Yeah. Whoever's got the hot hand, that's what they go with. And literally, the starters didn't play in the uh, fourth quarter. I say starters, but that team is so deep. Yeah. I think uh, the bench could contend or win a district championship. I think so. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'm 100 percent on board with yeah. that. They were they were fun to watch. Uh, talked about Will Wade. Uh, he's one of the coaches, one of many across the country, taking a hard look. And Malik Wilson, he can certainly tell why. He is so smooth. Uh, projected as the number one junior prospect. Uh, and you can see, I mean, he's six foot one. I think he's a little taller than that. Uh, he's outside shot, got hops. I mean, just talented, talented player. And he's got another year left. Yeah, that's what's scary. Hold yeah. another year left. Yeah. Uh, I see, we looked it up. Uh, Rivals has him ranked about 112th best player in the country right now. 24-7 has him like number 92. Both have him as the top prospect coming out of Louisiana next year. You think he's just going to continue to skyrocket up the charts? A lot of local schools, including Louisiana Tech, very high on my leak Wilson. Yeah, I expect him to start stacking those offers yeah. really soon. Uh, we do have some sound here from uh, Damon West. Following uh, their 95-30 to victory, this comes on the heels of the big win against Riverside on Saturday when they knocked off the ninth-ranked team in the country. Man, I'm just proud of these guys and the way they're playing. Uh, they came out focused, as, as they usually do. And after a win, sometimes you get a letdown, and they, they didn't let down. They just kept on playing. Put into words how much fun Saturday was, taking on a Riverside squad like that. Man, Saturday was a lot of fun, man. I had my family down there, and all my Ravel family. Uh, the fan base was great, and it was a, a, a rowdy crowd, and, and we pulled it out, and that, that's, that was exciting. Media always talks about statement wins. Was that a statement to the state of Louisiana? Well, I think so. Uh, Riverside is a real good team, and, and we came out with intensity from start to finish, and it really made a difference for us uh, throughout the game. In terms of wins for this program, where does that one rank up? Considering it wasn't a playoff game, doesn't even count on your record, but just overall the perception of your program. It was big. It was big. Uh, we knew what kind of team they were, and when we came out and wanted to go at them like we do everybody else, and, and that's what we did. And it was a huge win for our program. How do you keep this team focused now until the postseason? Well, I, I was telling somebody the other day the thing that was more impressive than the win Saturday was the way they practiced on Monday. And to see them come out and practice with that intensity, that lets me know that they're very focused. We've talked about it before, but they're so unselfish. What's that like when you see the ball going around and it really looks like they don't care about who scores? Man, that's, pro that's probably the most gratifying part of all of it, to see how they share the ball and they care about each other. That that's big for any coach to see that. Told him later on I was a little jealous just that he gets a front row seat to, uh, to watch that basketball, that caliber. Night in and night out. He continues to do a fabulous job. Uh, Ravel, impressive. If you haven't seen him play this year, uh, certainly do. I believe they are at home on Friday versus Faraday.
Other high school basketball news from last night. Uh, Lincoln Prep with a big win against Haynesville. This one goes to double overtime. Chance Robinson, another outstanding prospect in Northeast Louisiana. He's only a sophomore. He had 40 points last night in Lincoln Prep's win. Simsboro continues to roll along. One of the other dominant teams in this area. They hand it to FCCS 91-47. And uh, Waspin continues to take care of business as they knock off Sterlington. The Wildcats remain unbeaten in district play. They get a trip to Carroll on Friday. Yeah, big one. Uh, also, a couple more notes. Uh, West Monroe beat Pineville 78-52. Why is that noteworthy? Kyron Fields had 32 points, was 8 for 9 from the three-point line. 8 for 9, three-pointers. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Also, the Rustin girls got a huge 51-48 win last night at home. That pushes them to 5-2 and two in district with Washita. Mm-hmm. There are a few of the headlines. we got much more coming up in the next segment. It's all part of the starting lineup brought to you by Louisiana Pancare. The starting lineup. Are you crying? The starting lineup. Are you crying? starting lineup. Are you crying? The starting lineup. There's no crying. Let's get to the starting lineup. All right. Uh, a great show. Great guest list today. Uh, Dr. Uh, Jeff Council joining us at 730. I think we'll talk a little bit about DeMarcus Cousins' injury. What does this mean for his future in the NBA? Uh, those Achilles tears for NBA players, scary, it has not bode well for a majority of them. Yeah, and that's why you saw the reaction from other NBA players just you know, wishing, wishing well for him and praying for him. Brooke Storr will join us for her weekly visit at 745. Keith Richard, the Warhawks coming off two impressive wins this past weekend. They'll go on the road and try to knock out what actually be at home on Saturday before the parade. Biggest game of the year for ULN. The Raging Cajuns will be in town. Keith Richard will give us a breakdown of that game coming up at 8 o'clock. Really looking forward to catching up with uh, Bob Lane at 8.30. Been telling different stories about Doug Peterson, his rise to stardom in the NFL. Started at ULM. Dad brings in a a high school football tape. Guess who picks up the tape? Bob Lane, an assistant coach at that time, what he saw from that tape and then eventually from Doug Peterson may also get into the fact that the XFL is trying to make a return. You may remember Bob Lane back in the day played in the USFL. Any similarities? What's it like to play in a league like that? And if he thinks there's actually a marketplace for a secondary professional football league. Plus, we've got a lot more text to get to. We've gotten a lot of text about Alex Smith going to the Redskins. We'll get to those. And, Aaron, are you going to be watching Ellen to try to find out some Drew Brees? Well, that, I mean, that's what these press releases do. And then, you know, so now I've got they've sent me the, the press release, and it basically just says uh, Drew Brees will talk about, you know, his career, his relationship with the Saints, and he will confidently tell Ellen that he is a Saint for life. So what? Why? why so now, that? how that went from uh, he's got a new contract to <laughs> from it went he's got he's confident he'll be a saint for life for details of a new contract. I don't know. You, how about this? How about you watch Ellen and let us know. You're not an Ellen fan. Um, I'm good. Really? Yeah. Ellen's good. Man. Okay, I believe you. It's a great show. I'll take your word for it. Spaniel Rising. Yeah, I like I like that. Just focus in. You on take it. first take over Ellen. I would watch Ellen over first oh, take. Yeah. <laughs> but that's, I mean, I would watch most things over first take. 888-993-7762. Random question Wednesday. Yeah, there you go. Hit us up. We're back after this. The way you purchased a car in the past is changing with Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com. Shop our inventory new and used, value your trade, and apply for financing from home on your couch in the comfort of your bed. Wherever you choose, whatever you want, at Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com, we'll hand you your keys so you can get to the important things in life. Visit Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com. Drive your dream. Live to drive. If you or a loved one have been injured or a victim of medical malpractice, you need to go Guerrero. I'm Lauren Guerrero, and my father is Jeff Guerrero. He has helped thousands of people who have been injured in auto accidents, offshore accidents, drug recalls, and victims of medical negligence. So if you or a loved one have been injured through no fault of your own, do what thousands of injured clients have already done. 
Go Guerrero. Call 24 hours a day at 325-4306 or come by the office at 2200 Forsyth Avenue in Monroe. We do a fast service and we do the job right. You can trust the service is done right because I'm AOCA certified, constantly training, doing services on new vehicles as they're coming out being more sophisticated. You can trust it'll be done right with Charlie Hemphill at the helm of Rick Breen's Rapid Lube and Wash in Monroe. One of the biggest compliments we can receive is being told what an excellent job we've done and that makes us feel good because we know we've really done a good job for that customer. In each of our locations, you'll find quality service. You'll find quality managers that have been well-trained. You'll find the staff that's friendly. They're all trained to take care of your vehicle. Rick Breen, putting his reputation behind each vehicle that comes through every location of Rick Breen's Rapid Lube and Wash. My customers will uh, mention, thank you for the good service, Rick, over the years. Thank you for just taking care of my wife when I'm not here or when I send my kids in. You just take care of service, and I can trust you. Rick Breen's Rapid Lube and Wash in Monroe, West Monroe, Ruston, and rickbreens.com. Are you due? Let's get back to the sports on the morning drive. This hour is sponsored by Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston. Uh, Daryl's got a good idea here. Will Drew Brees bring his boys on Ellen to give a wrestling exhibition? Oh, that boy. would be must-see TV. That'd be pretty good. That was the best part of the Pro Bowl, I hear. <laughs> I, did, I don't know because I didn't watch it, but I hear that was the best part of the program. Uh, in the headlines, we may have buried this one, and this is substantial news from your association. Uh, Kevin Love fractures his hand out for six to eight weeks. Yeah. The hits keep coming for LeBron. The hits keep coming. They, they keep trying to figure out different lineups, and now Kevin Love goes out for six to eight weeks, and so now you got to figure things out without him. And I believe they're, they're still uh, fourth. In, in the east so yeah they're they keeps getting tougher for lebron and, and the Cavs. listen uh kevin doesn't want to be injured or you know hurt but can you just think in the back of his mind he's like oh should i get away from this soap mm -hmm. opera for mm -hmm. a couple of weeks well i was kind of thinking about his teammates like hey maybe you know they kept blaming him for yeah. the problem hey maybe we so can see what we can go. do without him yeah karma and then level you know maybe cleveland now will even struggle even more and level will be sitting back and saying ah see yeah, maybe. We'll see. But uh, speaking of Cleveland, we brought up the fact that Alex Smith's going uh, to Washington, and we were trying to think of landing spots for Kirk Cousins. I pitched Cleveland. You laughed at my fa in my face. Uh, well, we got some uh, some text here. Gary from Ruston says Cleveland, where quarterbacks go to die. Mm -hmm. uh, Anthony says they have a better offensive line than Denver. It's an easier division than Denver, more cap space than Denver. If they get Barkley and Minka, they could battle with Pittsburgh, especially if Pittsburgh loses Bell. Uh, Kelly, this is a good one. Kelly says, I lived in Seatown for five and a half years. I've moved there because of my work. Started off, I thought, okay, Cleveland can't be that bad. It was. I moved back to Funrose <laughs> summer 2009. <laughs> nice. It's a pretty good text there. Uh, other, uh, Matt just hit us up. Uh, he'd like to see him with the, the Jets. Yeah, um, and real quick, uh, back to NBA. I know I'm, I'm all over the place. I wanted to mention James Harden's big night. Uh, he became the first player in NBA history to score 60 points and a triple-double. Wow. He also broke Calvin Murphy's uh, scoring record at Houston in the process. And, uh, you know, so Harden ha having another uh, huge, fantastic year, another MVP-type season. Um, the Rockets are second in the West still, and I believe Harden has the most points in the NBA Right now, in his third in assists, so he's having a great, great, uh, great season. Uh, I like to pile on uh, LSU football and the money that they spend on their coaches and assistant coaches. Yeah, you do. But uh, it was released. Uh, Hold on, time out, time out, time out. What did Ensminger? Did we even bring this up? No. I don't think we ever did. What did, What was Ensminger's contract? Can you tell yeah, me that yeah. real quick? So right down the date, Jake was actually correct on something. <laughs> Uh, Ensminger did not get the million dollars that uh, he did not deserve. I don't know who his agent was. Maybe it was his son. Uh, he should have got more. I mean, LSU's only paying him 800000 a year. I told you. Come on now. I mean, that makes sense. That's why it man, that, You just said it. It makes sense, which I it's hard to believe with LSU football. Oh, okay. All right, continue. Uh, there are some other stipulations. It is out. He will make a substantially less with 800000 than Canada made at $1.5 million. Deal runs through 2020, includes the chance to collect up to uh, 150000 in incentives. Could receive a, a $25,000 bonus 
for being named assistant coach of the year. Also received 25000 if LSU finishes in the top three in scoring offense, mm-hmm. total offense, red zone offense, third down conversion percentage, and turnovers. What, they don't throw in rushing offense? <laughs> or that's just a given? <laughs> that's a given. Well, that's a bum deal. <laughs> <laughs> right? Oh, that's funny. Yeah. That's but, still not a given, by the way, yeah. with the lack of backs they have this year. Yeah, all right. Uh, the also released uh, this Dave Aranda's deal will pay him uh, $2.5 million through the 2021 season. Increase comes solely in the uh, the media compensation, where his base salary will still remain at 500000 but the compensation increases to $2 million on the other part of it. All right, now with all that backstory, and yes, Jake was right, that uh, Ensminger is not going to get a million dollars. Drink it in, man. Feel bad for him. Uh, does show the amount of money that LSU made even though they are not having the seasons that they expected. Pretty darn impressive. They made a profit in the 2016-17 academic year of $56 million. $56 million. They uh, actually made uh, $86 million. They spent $30 million of it. They spent $11.8 million of it on coaching salaries. Athletic budgets of a lot of uh, – Schools, let alone just a, a <laughs> on your salary or your coaches. Yeah. Um, the, the most surprising stat from that story, and this was a story that detailed what they made, what LSU made in all of their sports. The most, um, the craziest stat that about me was the gymnastics stat. Mm. I thought they would make money, but they spent $2.8 million and lost $2.2 million. I just think back to all the, the sold out crowds that they had and, how well that program was doing, but man, still lost two point two million. Travel, expensive equipment. I get it. I yeah. get it. It's just this shouldn't come as a lot of big surprise either. Uh, Ten of the seventeen sports actually lost money. Uh, yeah. Football funding, a majority or if not all of them, including uh, women's hoops for LSU. Yeah, uh, would they lose three million, something like that? Baseball continues to make uh, a profit. One of the few schools in, in college baseball that actually makes a profit. Uh, from baseball, um, I think they made 500k, something like that, mm. uh, which was down. But they were also paying Paul Maneri, uh, I think, an additional million than they yeah, were. I think it came from. out that uh, he made two million dollars yeah. last so year. So there you it was go. All said and done with the bonuses and all. Yeah. So anyway, that was um, it, it's that's an interesting read. If you want to find out like what what LSU makes and all their different sports, I encourage you to pick that up. Ross Sellinger. Uh, did a good job with that video. Yeah, the we'll break it down for you. The the fifty six million that they made uh, last year was actually a one dollar mi- uh, million dollar increase from the previous year. LSU football, as Jake said, raked in eighty six million in revenue. Uh, most of that coming from ticket sales. And uh, all you LSU fans out there certainly know how you are gouged on those uh, tickets. Uh, thirty six million of that do- money coming from tickets contributions, another twenty four million. And then it uh, spent $30 million, much of that coming on coaching salaries, at nearly $12 million per year. Hmm. Lots of change. Mm-hmm. Lots of change. Uh, a couple other uh, notes, and we probably should have mentioned this. I think it came out over the weekend. Uh, former Louisiana Tech player uh, Jalen Harris, he has decided to transfer to Nevada. He was also considering Oklahoma State, Tulsa, and Stephen F. Austin. His quote there up in Nevada was, Tech quote, not the right fit for him. Hmm. He is now basically transferring to a school that is just piling up the guys that did not fit somewhere else. They got four players right now besides him sitting out this year. Mm. 2018-19 looking good for Nevada, huh? And did you see this? Uh, Haynesville's big guy, a 2020 player, the defensive lineman Cameron Jackson, he received an offer from Alabama yesterday. I think that was actually his first offer. Oh, many are coming now. Very similar, I would think, uh, Darryl Rosenthal. I think Darryl his, his first uh, yep. offer came from uh, Alabama. Yeah, and then everyone offered. So, yes, <laughs> that's that's how it works. Hit us up on Random Question uh, Wednesday, 888-993-7762. If you have a question for Dr. Jeff Counts, please do. He's coming up after the break. Ah. 
growth, efficiency, professionalism, qualified staff. It's what all healthcare facilities are aspiring for, and that is what we do. Legacy Rehabilitation, offering physical, occupational, and speech therapy solutions for a wide variety of healthcare facilities, including acute care hospitals, inpatient rehab, long-term care facilities, and outpatient therapy clinics. Whether you have staffing, management, or consulting needs, Legacy is awaiting your call. Call 318-255-5980 for more information or visit LegacyRehab.net. Legacy Rehabilitation. If you or a loved one have been injured or a victim of medical malpractice, you need to go Guerrero. I'm Lauren Guerrero, and my father is Jeff Guerrero. He has helped thousands of people who have been injured in auto accidents, offshore accidents, drug recalls, and victims of medical negligence. So if you or a loved one have been injured through no fault of your own, do what thousands of injured clients have already done. Go Guerrero. Call 24 hours a day at 325-4306 or come by the office at 2200 Forsyth Avenue in Monroe. The way you purchased a car in the past is changing with Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com. Shop our inventory new and used, value your trade, and apply for financing from home on your couch in the comfort of your bed. Wherever you choose, whatever you want, at Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com. We'll hand you your keys so you can get to the important things in life. Visit Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com. Drive your dream. Live to drive. The North Louisiana Orthopedic and Sports Medicine Clinic is dedicated to helping you get back to your old self, maybe even better. Whether a sports-related injury or an accident in daily life has you sideline, let the progressive all-star team of physicians, therapists, and professional staff at North Louisiana Orthopedic and Sports Medicine Clinic provide superior service and results. Visit us at MonroeOrtho.com to schedule your appointment at one of our three locations in Ruston, West Monroe, or 1501 Louisville Avenue in Monroe. It's time for the Morning Drive's weekly visit with the sports medicine doctors at North Louisiana Orthopedic and Sports Medicine Clinic. Time to get a little smarter. Dr. Jeff Counts joins us on the Stuart Shelby State Farm Hotline. How are you doing this morning, Doc? I'm great, guys. How are y'all? Good. i got a couple of medical questions for you, but before we get to that, I want to get your take on the Super Bowl. I'm sure you ran across Doug Peterson or time or two. What do you make of a matchup between the Eagles and the Pats? Well, I think it's going to be, you know, a, a great thing for, um, you know, a local person. We, you know, we obviously need to be supporting um, our ULM grad and, um, you know, former quarterback for them. And um, I just think it's a great thing to see him, you know, succeed the way he has through the coaching ranks. So, you know, I'm definitely going to be pulling for the Eagles. Um, never been a fan of the hated Patriots, so um, I can't, can't – uh, find myself getting behind them for sure got a couple of medical questions and a couple that just uh, just popped up actually uh gronk at, at uh, his media opportunities this week says that he's still in concussion protocol after suffering the, the concussion last week is that typical uh, a week later uh, doctors and of course the medical staff still in examining him and what will he actually have to do to pass concussion protocol well yeah it is uh fairly common um, to see that, to, to be following somebody even, you know, this far out, um, you know, um, it, it's not unusual to see a player who's taken a fairly significant hit to the head to, to still have things like headaches and, and even some dizziness uh, from time to time, you know, several days after the incident. So uh, I'm sure they're watching him closely and making sure that um, he doesn't have any symptoms prior to the game. So, you know, they'll watch him for things, like I said, like headaches and dizziness and, and blurry vision, you know, sh- short-term memory loss, things like that, that, that are consistent with, with um, any kind of concussion. So he'll have to, you know, be evaluated daily and, and be completely symptom-free um, before they will allow him to participate. So that's what they're going to be looking for on him. A huge injury in the NBA last week. Uh, the Pelicans, DeMarcus Cousins, tears his Achilles tendon, uh, a devastating blow. Walk us through a little bit about the rehab process, and it doesn't make it more difficult that he's a basketball player. Right. I actually was watching that game and um, hmm. saw the injury happen uh, when it when it occurred and, and almost knew immediately that it was Achilles. And, um, you know, of course it was confirmed the next day, and, you know, it's going to be a, a difficult recovery for him, for him 
Um, you know, he, he's going to have to obviously have the, the tendon repaired, and then there will be a period of immobilization, um, and then gradually start working him back as far as his range of motion and getting him back on his feet again. But it's a, you know, it's a, a really devastating injury, especially to a basketball player. Um, it's going to take him quite a while to, to get to a point where he can get back on the court for sure. I stumbled across this. There was a 2015 study that says 64% of all ruptures since 2005 happen in the second half of an NBA game. Uh, they're pointing towards uh, fatigue or overuse contributes to the injury or uh, Achilles tear. Can you see that, Doc? Absolutely. I mean, you know, the 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 longer a, a guy's playing in a game, the more fatigued he is. The uh, the I don't want to say the weaker the muscles get, but yeah. but just the more tired the muscles get. Um, obviously, you know there there are uh, situations or um, certain um, times where those you know they're going to be more susceptible to injury, and um, you know especially a guy like uh, Cousins who plays you know so many minutes for New Orleans. Um, you know, as the season wears on and it's he, as he's played so many minutes for them, you know, his his susceptibility to injury is going to go up. Um, and that's just from wear and tear and fatigue and everything that goes along with, um, you know, him playing as much as he does for them. Yeah, you mentioned the minutes. Actually uh, tied for the most minutes in the league prior to the injury. And then also I you got to factor in what he's six foot eleven, two hundred and seventy pounds. Just the size of that man and the stress that he's got to put on an Achilles tendon. Sure, I mean you know obviously, um, you know, it, size. I think in this situation uh, does affect um, the stresses that are on you know those structures. And of course, when he when he injured his ankle the way he came down, it was just uh, one of those things where you know his leg was just in the perfect position to put just a huge amount of stress on the Achilles and it just gave way so. uh, ESPN reports there have been 18 players who have come back from Achilles uh, tears since 1990 and only uh, three of those NBA players met or surpassed their pre-injury project projection so not exactly a good forecast uh, it seems like he'll be uh, defying the odds if he's able to come back at full force we talked. Uh, we you mentioned it briefly, just about the rehab process. I mean, how long are we talking about, and how long will he be mobilized before he's actually up and, and moving around and starting this rehab process? Well, the immobilization period does vary from, you know, it's kind of a preference thing from doctor to doctor. Some some doctors are much more aggressive with their immobil or, or with their rehab process. So some guys will only immobilize for a short period of time, you know, maybe a couple of weeks and then start working on range of motion. Um, but in general, you know, the immobilization may last for a month or six weeks at the most. And then, um, the range of motion, uh, and strength exercises start pretty much right away. Um, you know, he, he'll, again, depending on, how the repair was done and, and, and how serious the injury was, the weight bearing will, will de be dependent upon that. So, um, again, it'll be um, up to his uh, surgeon that fixed him as far as when he's going to be walking on it again. As far as the length of just the process, you know, he's looking at at least a good 9 to 12 months before he's going to be anywhere close to basketball ready again. So it's going to be a long process for him. Uh, Jacksonville's uh, Blake Bortles having a wrist surgery. He may have had it yesterday on part of his throwing hand, an issue that he reportedly dealt with the entire NFL season. Uh, it's probably not fair, but without knowing any specifics, what kind of injury do you think he was probably dealing with on that throwing hand that allowed him to continue to play, perhaps though not at 100%? You know, that's a pretty good, that, that's a good question because we didn't really hear much about um, him having any kind of significant wrist or hand injury during the season. And then all of a sudden we, you know, get the notification that he's, you know, going to be having wrist surgery on his throwing hand. So, um, you know, that does make me wonder, you know, really, you know, what was it that he was able to play through and still be able to get fixed at the end of the season? 
you know, there are some ligament injuries that can occur in the wrist that um, are fairly important um, that that do cause pain. Um, but I could potentially see him being able to play through those injuries. Um, it, you know, if it had anything at all to do with his thumb, um, I, you know, I just can't see him being able to to continue to play at the level he was playing and be as accurate as he was with a thumb injury like that. So uh, I would think it would have to be something in the wrist itself, um, you know, maybe like I said, a, a small ligament injury or um, there's a structure called the TFC in the wrist that he may have had a small tear in that he could have had that treated. So there's a lot of things there that that um, that possibly could be, you know, what was treated. Uh, before we let you go, uh, Dr. Counts, you got a prediction? What, what do you think is going to take place in the Super Bowl? Uh, you know, toughest question I, I, I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's just you know, you, you, anytime the Patriots are in a, a Super yeah. Bowl, you, it's hard to bet against them because it seems like they always find a way to win. Um, I sure hope that doesn't happen this year. Um, I hope that the Eagles uh, are able to find a way to pull it out. Um, so I'm going to go with the Eagles. I'm going to I'm going to be back in them, um, but I'm always going to have that fear that somehow or another New England's going to pull it out. So um, I'm going to be rooting for the Eagles for sure. Doctor Counts, if our listeners out there need the assistance of you or, or any of your colleagues, where do they need to go? Who do they need to call? Well, you can get us uh, at our main number. It's three two three eight four five one. That'll get you to any of our three locations. And then, of course, online at MonroeOrtho.com. Um, we've got our after-hours clinic on Monday through Thursday from 5 to 8 p.m. And then in the, on Saturdays in the morning from 8 to 11. So um, anytime you have an injury, just give us a call and we'll try and take care of you. Appreciate the time, bud. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Dr. Jeff Couch joining us. Uh, that's stat. I mean, how staggering is that? The ESPN saying that there are 18 players have uh, come back from Achilles uh, tears in the NBA, only 18 since 1990, and only three of those have met or surpassed the pre-injury at the levels they were playing at before. Well, yeah, it is staggering. Um, I've got some some notes for you Uh-oh. in regards to the Super Bowl. All right. So all signs point to a really dramatic entertaining Super Bowl this weekend. Got a couple things for you. Five of the Patriots' seven Super Bowl appearances have been decided on scores in the last two minutes. Five of seven. A six, by the way, featured the winning touchdown with 2.02 left and a goal line interception. Okay? Another thing. Underdog against the spread, five and one when the Patriots are involved in the Super Bowl. So, there's a note for you for, for Friday when we talk to Teller. I think a lot of that has to do also with the fact that the Patriots typically get off to slow starts yeah. in the Super Bowl. I don't know the factors that contribute to that. Maybe they're not showing their full hand. Or I, maybe maybe it's nerves with New England. You wouldn't think. But I don't think in their uh, their seven Super Bowls there they ha- they've actually scored in the first quarter. Yeah, I don't have that set in front of me. Yeah. But NBC, since getting the rights back in 2006, they've had – Three Super Bowls, 2009, 2012, 2015, and of course this one's going to be on NBC as well. All three of those games decided by four points. You'll remember that was the Arizona Pittsburgh game, the great game. That was the rematch, Giants and Patriots, another great game, and then uh, Patriots Seahawks. So three of the best Super Bowls ever uh, in recent memory. I mean, that's quite a coincidence. Yeah. So NBC, I think all signs point to another dramatic, entertaining game this weekend. Yeah, you were digging up some stuff. Over yeah, there. I was right. digging up some stuff. About time. Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> I-Team I team was on it today. <laughs> Let's take a timeout, 888-993-7762. Hit us up on Random Question Wednesday. We'll talk a little uh, hoops coming up next. Brooks Store will join us from Lady Textures. And at the top of the hour, Keith Richard from Yellen. The Morning Drive is back after this. The way you purchased a car in the past is changing with Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com. Shop our inventory new and used, value your trade, and apply for financing from home on your couch in the comfort of your bed. Wherever you choose, whatever you want, at Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com. We'll hand you your keys 
so you can get to the important things in life. Visit Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com. Drive your dream. Live to drive. If your business depends on technology, then you can depend on NetTech. We offer remote desktop and service management, cloud-based document access, email services, IP phone services, fiber internet, and data security products. With locations in Monroe and in Ruston, our friendly technicians and help desk staff are ready to solve all your IT problems. Let NetTech be your IT department. Visit nettech.net or call 866-668-0001 today. Don't get blindsided by health care costs. Call Vantage Health Plan today. We've teamed up with a network of local providers in order to provide better health care to our area. Vantage crushes the competition with affordable plans. Find out more information on how to join our winning team. Call Vantage Health Plan today at 1-888-823-1910 or go online to VantageHealthPlan.com. Local Sports Talk is on the air on the morning drive. This hour is sponsored by Ronnie Ward, Toyota of Ruston. Welcome back to the morning drive. We always look forward to catching up with Lady Texas head coach Brooke Store around 7.45 or so on a Wednesday morning. Coach, how are you doing this morning? Doing great. How are you, Aaron? Does this feel like a five-mile or a ten-mile day on the treadmill? Oh, you know, it actually feels like we have morning practice because we're headed to the airport to uh, head to Middle Tennessee today. So we're we're going to uh, hit that treadmill later today, hopefully. All right. Uh, off cuff here. Uh, you know, if I was the president, there's two things I would uh, put into place. First of all, the fact that the day after the Super Bowl, nobody would have to go to work. Second of all, with your guys' schedule, this is kind of rough. You got a <laughs> ball game on Sunday. Should they play college hoops on a Sunday, Super Bowl Sunday at that? Well, I think if you do an early game, it's okay. You know, typically I would, you know, you don't want to compete with, uh, you know, viewership or attendance or ratings or anything like that on Super Bowl Sunday. But I think with our 2 o'clock tip, at least it's early enough. Maybe people go to church and come to the game and then then head home and, and have their Super Bowl festivities. Coach, why did they, they change the schedule like this and move you guys to a Friday, Sunday, the rotation? You know, well, some weeks were Thursday, Saturday. Um, and so, like, this week we're Thursday, Sunday. Um, you know, and their, their reasoning was wanting to um, try to boost the RPI for the women's team. So they went to 16 games so we could schedule two non-conference games to help boost the conference RPI or individual RPIs and, um, I think it's it's good in theory, but I just don't think when you're you're talking in terms of trying to mirror a men's schedule that's 18 games and your game is 16 games and trying to avoid double headers at some schools and some schools want to do double headers. I just think it, um, it, the execution of it has not been great, you know. But it is what it is, and you know we just we have to deal with it and make the best of it. Plus, we're a creature of habit. We like to get in some kind of schedule, some kind of rotation. Absolutely. And then we got it changes. It, it makes it difficult, um, you know, for our players just because they get used to, you know, it's, it's nice when we're on a Thursday, Saturday, because we can have a, a true day off for them on Sunday. They can regroup, and then it allows for our practice Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, play Thursday, prepare Friday, play Saturday, all, and they get into that habit. And then when you, where you're flipping back and forth from Thursday, Saturday to Friday, Sunday, it just it messes with, you know, and the NCAA has a new time management plan where we have to have certain days off and, certain, you know, you can't use a travel day as a day off. And if you go, you know, if we're in Florida and we can't get an early or a late flight out Saturday night after a game and we have to fly back on Sunday, you know, we have to wait 24 hours before we can practice again if we don't, you know, because we can't take a travel day as a day off. It just, it's just, it's been um, a little bit um, of a struggle at times, you know, from balancing a schedule standpoint. But like I said, we, we'll do the best we can with it. and um, Our players have adjusted well. Sorry, Brooke, I'm not trying to get you fired up on this Wednesday morning. No, it's all right. It's, it's, <laughs> you, know, I, you could ask every coach in the league, and we'd all say the same thing because we've griped about it all year. But, um, you know, and that's something that we've got to find what works best for us. And, you know, I think the men are in talks of 
changing their schedule. So I just we just need to all get on the same page and do what's best for the league and, um, you know, not just one or two individual schools. Uh, before we look ahead to what will be a very big week for uh, the Lady Texters, we look back a little bit. Big win, of course, against Old Dominion, then against uh, Western Kentucky, one of the better teams in the league. Tough loss at home, but an opportunity for you and a reunion. Uh, your old teammates back inside the Thomas Assembly Center. What was that reunion like for you? Oh, it was great. You know, obviously you want to win the basketball game. And we saw some things, you know, we didn't win, but there's there are some things from an individual player standpoint and a group standpoint that we've been really emphasizing over the last three weeks and just waiting for that, you know, that to take place. And I felt like some of those things happened for us. We didn't come out with a win, but, um, you know, so much of that was we turned the ball over, you know, 14 times in the first half led to 20 points off uh, turnovers for them. And you can't, can't give a team that's as offensively efficient as Western Kentucky um, the, the ball that many extra times. And, you know, we, we cut it to three. It was a one-possession game um, in the fourth quarter and just couldn't get it done. But I mean, it was a great experience for our players uh, to understand, hey, you can compete with, you know, the best team in the league. You can um, score with them. I felt like we defended them pretty well. It's just you can't defend live ball turnovers that lead to transition. It, it, it puts a lot of pressure on your defense to be perfect. And um, we weren't able to do that. But just being able to see teammates um, that I haven't seen, you know, some of them I haven't seen since we graduated. And um, that was great um, just to, to be able to, you know, hang out with them for a little bit. And my day was a little bit busy, so I didn't get to spend a ton of time with them. But just to have them there, it was great for our current players. It was a lot of fun to see them. Um, I think they've been fired up. I've been getting a lot of text messages from them since the game. And um, that's been fun, um, just kind of have that reunion and, and to see them with Coach Barmore, um, see him smile and light up the way he did, was, it was a lot of fun. Uh, Coach Middle Tennessee, typically year in and year out, one of the better teams, if not the best team in the conference. Defensively, it looks like they're doing an incredible job holding opponents to, what, uh, 50-some points per game. I know they got one of their best players, one of the better players in the conference back. What kind of challenge will this be this week against Middle Tennessee? Oh. Well, it'll be a big challenge. Um, you know, they're, they're preseason ranked number one, um, just ahead of, of Western Kentucky. They're currently five and three. They've lost a couple of games, um, at home. So, which is not, you know, it's, it's atypical for them, but they're very good defensively. They just don't make a lot of mistakes on the defensive end of the floor. Alex Johnson, preseason player of the year. She's a load inside. We'll have to do a great job of limiting her touches and her easy looks at the basket. We've got to rebound and not allow them to have any second-chance opportunities because they're so good when she can get a rebound and kick out for a three. They've got shooters on the perimeter that can spread you out. and um, You know, we've got to be we've got to be sharp offensively. We've got to be able to push and transition. They're not, they're, they're not really deep. They're playing about seven players, um, you know, major minutes. And other than that, you know, they, they haven't utilized their bench just a ton. Um, and we've got to take advantage of that. We've got to be very good offensively and, in transition, create some easy opportunities from our defense, and then be able to score. I think we've got to get to 60 in order to win, and um, you know we've got to be sharp um, on Thursday night. Coach, as always, we appreciate the time. Knock on wood, I got a feeling that this trip will be a lot easier than the last one you took to Florida. Well, I hope so. We've got to go through Atlanta, so we'll see. <laughs> but uh, thanks for having me, Aaron. Y'all have a great week. Good luck, Brooks Store, Lady Texters. Uh, two big ball games this week, uh, Middle Tennessee, then UAB. They will return to uh, Ruston on uh, the following week to uh, get square up against Wrights. One game. Playing on the Super Bowl. Super Bowl Sunday. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. That that should be outlawed. Yeah. I can see why you'd be frustrated with that. All right, Aaron. That game at, U- that game at UAB on Sunday is actually in Ruston, so I apologize. Yes, uh, Thomas Assembly Center. You can come out, watch the Lady Textures before this uh, Super Bowl, and then get home in time to see the game. What time's the tip? Uh, 2 o'clock. Okay. So you'll have time. Yeah, you do have time. Yeah. All right, so what? what's today, Aaron? Do you know what today is? Wednesday. Well, the, the date. Sorry. <laughs> no, I don't. You don't? <laughs> All right, it's January 31st. Okay, We're still in January, the point I'm trying to make, okay. which means earlier this month we had a lot of college football games, right? Still college football season earlier this month. So I just came across an article on Saturday Down South suggesting that Gus Malzahn is on the hot seat already. 
That didn't take long. That did not take long. So for those who were wondering why, uh, you know, some people thought that Gus might return home to Arkansas, this is why, because this is what he has to deal with after he just received a bonus. I'll tell you what this this article suggests. It's I'll read this paragraph to you. Auburn faced five opponents last season with comparable talent to what Malzahn and his staff had to work with. The result in those five games, a 2-3 and three record. A loss at Clemson, loss at LSU, win versus Georgia at home, win versus Alabama at home, loss versus Georgia in Atlanta. Auburn then capped the roller coaster of a season by suffering its only defeat of the season against an opponent, an opponent with inferior talent, of course referencing the 34-27 loss in the Peach Bowl to UCF, the self-proclaimed champions of the universe. Mm. Now, this is just – I had to bring this up because this is funny because this guy, you know, I consider him to be top four coach, a top four coach in the, in the conference. I don't think you would argue with that. You might even have him higher. You might have him top three. Um, I think that, you know, at the time when we were talking about the Arkansas stuff, a lot of people scoffed at this. Why would he make this move? We brought up the fact about family and this. He's constantly, yeah. constantly on the hot seat. And what do they always Bama. say? You got to beat Alabama. You got to beat Alabama. He did beat Alabama. Then what happened? Well, he lost to Georgia, and then he lost to UCF, mm. and has you know spurned this parade where UCF goes around calling themselves the, the national champions. Yeah. So I just thought that was funny. Um, this is this is saying that. He, he, this article does. The, the ink isn't even dry on the contract yet. Exactly. And they're coming after him. This article does make. Wh- some who's good this article points. by? Uh, it's Ellen Satter Down South. Okay. It's by Michael Wayne Bratton. Huh. So, it does make some good points on the fact that if you want to look at it, you know, obviously Arkansas, Florida, Ole Miss, Mississippi State, Tennessee, A and M, they all hired new coaches, so none of those coaches are on the hot seat right now. Um, you know, if you look further around, you know, Kentucky, Missouri, Vanderbilt, they don't really care. South Carolina uh, had a good year with Muschamp. And Bama and Georgia, obviously, they're not on the hot seat. So that kind of leaves LSU yeah. <laughs> and Ed Orgeron. Uh, and, and then Orgeron should be more on the hot I, seat. Turn up the heat on him over Malzahn. I agree 100%. Yeah. But I, I just wanted to point this out that we're still in January. Yeah. It's like we're, we had football games earlier this month, and we're already talking about Malzahn being on the hot seat at Auburn. Yeah. So why why wouldn't this guy want to leave like that? It's too I, late now. I, I get it, but yeah. I'm just saying that's that has to get old. I don't care who you are. I know you know. So you think they probably would have gave him more of a pass if they would have just taken care of business in the bowl game? UCF. That kind of just piled on. Everybody, I think, understandable. You want to win the SEC championship. What that would have done for the program, sure. but ultimately he lost to a very good uh, Georgia squad, and also the fact he had to do that in consecutive weeks. The yeah. steam that that yeah. took out of Auburn after beating Alabama, and then have to turn right around and play the dogs. And then how how motivated are you to play UCF in a bowl game after you were I in a national championship? Yeah. So I don't know. It's just um, I just think it's funny that we've already got this out there on the hot seat already. Yeah. Should should have went to Arkansas, and and I would have liked it if he would have went to Arkansas because I'd have heard less about Chad Morris from you, so he'd have been doing me a favor indirectly. But that's not the hero nor there. Uh, Aaron weighs in on the uh, Stuart Shelby State Farm text line. He had his opportunity to go home or come home, so blank him. <laughs> Brutal. Did you text that or? <laughs> It's true, though. It he, is true. He, he did have an chance. opportunity. He did. He yeah. had a chance. And then they had to settle for old Chad Morris, unfortunately. <laughs> the number eight coach in the SEC. Uh, random question Thursday. Keep the text coming. Wednesday. Oh, <laughs> Wednesday. See? It's hard to break me of those habits. We've uh, yet to get a random question, by the yeah. way. You said it continues. <laughs> We've yet to field one random question. So that's false advertising, I feel. That's Clay Travis right there. <laughs> We're getting thousands of texts here. <laughs> yeah, thousands of texts with random questions. I've had thousands refused. of people hit me up. What my opinion on this? <laughs> that we've refused to answer. I hate it when people do that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, we got Keith Richard coming up at eight o'clock, eight thirty. Looking forward to catching up with uh, Bob Lane. Well, we'll discuss some stories and uh, discuss uh, Doug Peterson getting ready to coach 
Philadelphia in the Super Bowl. I'll jot down some random questions. We're going to have a whole segment on it coming up. How about that? <laughs> on Random Question Wednesday. In the morning drive is back after this. Thanks for listening to the best of the morning drive with Dietrich and White. To listen live every day, tune in at ESPN977.com or subscribe in iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you find podcasts. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.